Welcome to the Encounter Church Podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. We want to talk about the value of the prophetic. How many know that even the understanding of a prophet is something that is in the new covenant. Now, when I say prophet, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about a prophet. And how many know there's a difference between an old covenant prophet and a new covenant prophet? And the prophetic in the new covenant is foretelling things. It's expressing the heart of God. Uh, but it's also to bring uh, encouragement and comfort. 1 Corinthians 14.3. And Paul says, this is what the prophetic gift does. It brings encouragement and comfort. And, you know, different parts of the body of Christ not only don't function in the prophetic, but some parts of the body of Christ don't value the prophetic. Matter of fact, they'll quote a lot of the verses that Jesus talked about, like there are false prophets. How many know if there's false prophets? That means there's real prophets. Come on, somebody. Now, when we talk about a prophet in the office of a prophet, um, you know, I think sometimes the same way we do with, with lots of other titles in the church pastor, apostle, bishop, you know, like if I, if I had it my way with my ego, I'd, my name, my title would be apostle, bishop, pastor, fivefold minister, Zach. Um, but that old man died in Christ 2000 years ago. So we ain't going to do that. You can call me Zach. Um, and how many know it's good to honor the gift and the function or the anointing that's on someone, but not flatter with a title. But we can acknowledge and say, man, this person has an anointing, whatever it is, pastoral. But the office of a prophet, sometimes we, you know, just like we do with the apostle and evangelist, we exalt them. You know, but how many know that Jesus is the cornerstone? He is the, the prophet, priest, king, the Messiah, the anointed one, the only begotten of the Father, begotten, not made. He is the God man and he is the head of the church and, and gifts flow from him. He gives gifts to the body. But we have to make sure that we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So we're going to talk just a little bit about making sure that we honor the prophetic anointing as new covenant believers. And how many know if Jesus says, watch out for the, fa- the false prophets, that means that there's real ones, right? Now, how many know that uh, if we went to the store right now and uh, together we went to Wegmans to buy some some prime dry aged meat because we're going to throw some steaks on after church. And can you imagine what if I did that and I invited the whole church? Yes. I'd have to empty my savings account for to buy. That's a lot of meat. That's expensive. Kill the fatted calf unless I own cows. Um, how many know if I walked in though to buy some good food with Monopoly money, the, the checkout person would laugh, right? Because it's not real. It's counterfeit. But there's a real there's a real prophetic anointing, a real prophetic gift. And we have to honor because what's real is valued. Yeah. That's right. There's no value in monopoly money. There's value in real money. So let's set our hearts on the real prophetic gift that God has anointed. I mean, this is a prophetic house. Come on, somebody. There's a prophetic well here. You're some of the most prophetic people in this entire region. And we ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, somebody. So let's just read a couple scriptures. And, uh, and honey, I want you to chime in because we've had conversations about this um, and how sometimes we can get offended at something someone does, but really 
we might be shutting our hearts off to what the Spirit is doing through them, even though it comes out imperfectly. And so maybe let's just, let, let me read a couple of these verses here. I love this one. First uh, Thessalonians 5, do not quench the Spirit. Amen. The Bible says that we can grieve the Spirit because how many of the Holy Spirit's a person? He's God, member of the Godhead. It says, do not quench the Spirit. The concept is like constricting a hose where there's no living water that comes out. And the next thing that he says here is, do not despise prophecies. Because there is a real prophetic anointing. So we want to value it. Then it says, test all things, hold fast to what is good. Isn't that good? good. Let's talk about it just for a few, and then we're going to release our teams. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I I can get easily jaded by things in life. I don't know. Anybody like me, you're overly skeptical. (laughs) Overly... in, like, inter, like inspecting everything to the point where you're like, well, if that's not right, then the whole thing's not right. Am I the only person in here that's like that? And But I, so there has been some, some prophetic things that have happened over the few years or even the last 10 years that you're like, wow, um, that's crazy. But let me tell you, the, the reason why is because people are stepping into um, what they've been called to step into. And how many know as we step into what God has for us, mistakes happen because we're human. And so like what Zach said, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes we, we say, oh, this whole entire movement or this whole entire part of what God is doing is not good because of one or two things. And it's like, no, God is moving. And as people step into what they're called to, there are going to be there's going to be stuff that happens. There's going to be people that say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, or it's not going to come through the most perfect person. And um, how many know none of us, none of us have it all together. I mean, I do. I was going to say, I was going to say, except you, honey. I mean, right, man, you've got me trained to just say whatever just say you it. need. Yeah. Just say it automatically. Almost 23 years. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes. Okay, honey. But I'm going to tell you a testimony. Um, about, I think it was maybe seven or six or seven or eight years ago, around there, uh, Harold Eberly, who's like a mentor to us, prophesied over Zach and I. He had come out to our church in Las Vegas, and um, he does this thing sometimes where sometimes he'll come and he'll prophesy over everybody and read their mail, and sometimes he'll come and he'll not do any of that. And so you're just on edge. Is he going to prophesy or is he not going to prophesy? <laughs> and this was one of those times where he just didn't. He just didn't have prophetic, personal prophetic ministry for anybody. And then we were in the office and he said, I actually have a word for you and your family. And he said some things to me seven years ago that are things that, that prophetic word that has got me through some of the darkest times of my life in the last seven years. Things that he spoke to my life that I knew was from heaven were things that have literally, I've, I've said, God, this is what I'm going through, but that's what you said. <laughs> this is my temporary position, but your voice through a, a mentor, through a man of God who was just hearing clearly in the moment, what he said has literally carried me through 
seasons of darkness, seasons of despair, seasons where I was just like, I don't know if I can pick my head up anymore. And so sometimes an imperfect package can have the most powerful message that gets us through some of the darkest times in our life. And sometimes it's not even like you don't even need a word because you're in despair or you're in (laughs) tragedy, but you just need something to say, I got to keep going. I need something to help me get through tomorrow. I need something to help me get through this season. So um, I just want to encourage you that sometimes what we do is we take a little portion of what's negative and we paint it, we make that the whole picture instead of saying, no, God, your voice still speaks to your people and they can hear clearly um, and it can be transformative to our lives. So good. When you were saying that, I thought of a verse. I want to read it. First Timothy 1.18. Paul's saying, I charge and I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. So good. How many know that sometimes if we realize that when there's a promise from heaven, it's like a seed, and everything inside that seed has the power with God's promise comes the power to perform that promise when it's received in good soil, which is hearts that rest and trust that you said it, Lord, I believe it. Let it just like Mary, let it be unto me according to thy word. And when you agree with the word of God, you have unlimited, unlimited courage to move forward. And I love that about the prophetic anointing. There's times that I've been so discouraged, and I know I don't seem like I ever get discouraged, but I actually do. I've, what I've learned is I just have to encourage myself in the Lord. Because if, if someone doesn't encourage me, it doesn't mean that God's not with me. How many know that David was a man after God's own heart, anointed? God was with him, but he still encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord. So, but there's times where someone, a prophetic voice, will come in, into a moment and remind me of a promise, even a confirmation. And it does something in me where the warrior wakes up. Like, ah, come on, somebody. Like, no, we're taking the land. Rise up, people of God. It could just be a few phrases that are of heaven, but we have to have value. For the prophetic. Can you say amen? amen? So I love that. I love what you shared. Let's read uh, another verse and then let's, let's get our teams ready. I, I, I say we close this thing out in just yeah. the next seven minutes yeah. and dismiss a little early, about 10, 15, okay. and have our teams come up. That way we have plenty of time before our 11 o'clock. Um, but this is a scripture that I thought of and we discussed this a little bit. And if you have your Bibles or a device, open it up to Matthew um, chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And this is where Jesus talks about the concept of of honor. And in, uh, I'm going to pull it up here in the New King James Version. It says, he, in verse 41 of Matthew 10, he who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man will receive a righteous man's reward. When we receive, when we honor, when we value, and you can't receive from someone you don't value. Mm. And you can't receive something. It's like sometimes we, 
we like, yeah, we need the prophetic. And then there's all these prophetic voices in your life and you never get words because you don't like the people that are giving you the words. Wow. Hello? Wow. And God's like, if you honor the package, you'll get the grace that's in the package. Come on. It, same thing works for all of us, right. Right? right? It's like, Lord, we receive all your gifts. And then we read Ephesians 4, the gifts of Jesus to the church, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Accept those because they're wrapped in human flesh. Right. Hello? Yeah. But Jesus says, listen, if you, how many know when he went to his own town, the Bible says there was not mighty miracles. And it, it talks about that they, they didn't receive him. They didn't honor him. They, they were f- too familiar with him. They're like, this is Joseph's son, the carpenter. I mean, give me a break. Jesus, come on. It's just the Lord. It's just Jesus. It's not the Lord. It's just Jesus. But no, it's the God man. And we don't realize sometimes in the enemies that were, you know, listen, I don't glorify the enemy, but we have to be aware of what the enemy likes to do. And sometimes he'll try to get us offended at the person we need in our life the most. Because as soon as we dishonor them, we disgrace, we cut our dishonor and disgrace is the same word. We cut ourselves off from the very grace and favor that's on their life. If we honor and value who they are, we receive the grace on their life. But if we're offended, we shut our hearts off, we become familiar and contempt grows in our heart and we don't receive the grace and the blessing that they are in our life. This is why we got to be healed from church hurt. This is why we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. This is why we can't just label anything that talks about, you know, fivefold ministry. Well, that's the NAR, the New Apostolic Reformation. I'm so tired of hearing people talk about that. It's not as common anymore. Have you ever heard that? And people that are just anti, well, Bill Johnson, he's in the NAR. You can't just broad stroke and scapegoat an entire movement with what you think it is. When there's living water in it, it's the same thing with us as charismatic Christians will do with seeker friendly churches. Oh, they're just seeker friendly. They don't even, none of them, none of them are spirit filled. You don't know that. One of the most seeker friendly churches in this town, I bet you the pastor is spirit filled and you just don't know it. And he's doing to the best of his ability what God is calling him to do. So we have to learn to honor and value one another and honor the anointing that is, when you honor the anointing on someone's life, you're honoring Jesus in them. You're honoring Jesus in them. There's time my wife does something really good. I'm like, she'll teach, you know, and, and it's like, I've been saying that for 10 years. And she said it in one message. I'm, oh man, I've never heard that before. I'm like, do you even listen when I talk? <laughs> Stubborn sheep. And then the Lord says, honor Honor and posture your heart, and your anointing will increase. I'm like, all right, praise God. And I don't just do it publicly. I do it in the secret. I do it in the secret place. I do it. I'm like, I honor the grace. When we honor the anointing, we're we're literally honoring Jesus in them. Isn't that good? And so, as we posture our hearts to receive from heaven through people. And, and I'm not just talking about like our team. I'm just saying in general, we must honor the prophetic anointing in the body of Christ because we need it. And there's a couple things, I would say this, that keep us from hearing from the Lord. Um, there's a few, probably more than a few, but I'll just mention a couple. How many know that we can hear the voice of Jesus? We can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as believers. God speaks to us. Sometimes it's because we don't believe. One reason that we don't hear God is because we don't believe we can actually hear him. Another reason is we don't ever spend time in his word. 
or value the scripture and allow the spirit to speak and reveal Jesus, the eternal Logos to us and help us follow him empowered by grace as new covenant Christians. That's another reason we don't spend time in the word. Another reason is we just don't value the prophetic. And some people that have a hard time hearing from God but aren't willing to honor the prophetic voices in, our, in their life will continue to feel hindered hearing from God in the secret place. And something happens in our hearts when we value the grace that God gives his body to speak encouragement and comfort to one another. Isn't that beautiful? So, so I, man, I just pray that we would increase in this as a church and we will. And I'm so proud of our team. They're just incredible. And my mother-in-law is on the team today. She's in town. She has such a powerful prophetic anointing. And, uh, it, you know, some people just have like a laser beam prophetic anointing. I remember we had this Bethel team come out uh, to Vegas. And uh, this one lady, she is a third year. At that time, she was a third year student at uh, BSSM. And, uh, and they come down. And this girl had a laser beam prophetic yeah. anointing. What I mean by that, it was like so detailed. It was like, bzz, bzz, like just yeah. reading your mail, yeah. like literally reading your mail um, and what you ate for lunch and all that stuff. It's like ridiculous. And I love that, though, because it can be so encouraging. And the Bible even talks about like when you prophesy even to an unbeliever, they will fall on their face and worship and say, God is truly among you. Yeah. So you might not be a full believer and you're in this place. Come and get a word. Yeah. And hear from God. Amen. Would you just seal this and let's mobilize our teams and dismiss and go for it. Can you just lift your hands up with me? Father, I thank you for what you are releasing in this house right now. I thank you for the prophetic anticipation in our hearts right now. I just thank you that presumption and pride and... um, and just uh, assumptions just die in our heart right now. That we would be able to honor and value and see what you're doing. What you're doing in this place and what you're doing through your people. So we anticipate. We anticipate, God, just intervene in our lives. Speak to our hearts. We open our heart to be sensitive to what you're doing. We open our heart to be sensitive to hear your voice. We give you access to the deep places of our heart, God. Speak to us this morning. You know, as I said that, I just felt the Lord just almost correct me right in that moment. He says, I am speaking. I haven't stopped speaking. We have to listen. So let's open our heart to hear what he is saying this morning. Can you say amen? amen. Who's hungry? Yes. Come on. And whether we're hungry for a steak or a crumb, you might not need like a big word that's just gonna get you out of the pit, but you just need some encouragement, it doesn't matter. Just come hungry. Can you say amen? Can we have our prophetic team, John, can you? Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message. And we wanna give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me 
and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed, blessed day.